At long last, we get a preview of Star Wars Visions. We now know the writer for the next Star Wars movie, Rogue Squadron. And we have more news on the upcoming Star Wars shows. All that and more here on Chatooine. Welcome back to Chatooine, everyone. I'm your host, Star Wars Only, joined with Darth Daddy Lunga and Palpamemes. Our boy, uh, our boy Goldman, is doing what Lunga just did, and he's moving things around. So hopefully, <laughs> next weekend we'll have a have a studio up and about. I don't even know if I'll be here next weekend. Uh, we, we've all had extremely busy schedules, but we've been we've been doing good. Lunga's building a jetpack. Palpamemes yeah. is um, continually being denied by Lucasfilm for every job application he gets. <laughs> <laughs> So much pain. It's all I don't pain. know how you love the sequels. That should be enough. That that right there should get like, you in, right? That you're yeah. Come on, got so many ideas. It, like maybe because I know a lot of people who like uh, hate the new stuff. Like if you're a fan of Menace and you think uh, some people think I get paid by Lucasfilm um, despite hating all the new movies. <laughs> so if if Pop Memes does not have a job at Lucasfilm, I, I wonder what the conspiracy theory is going to be on like you applying and getting denied. I think people are going to start thinking you actually do work for Lucasfilm, and it's all a ploy to make it look like you don't it's like work the, for Lucasfilm. The reverse psychology one on one, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe they, they they can't deny you for a job that you already have. You are uh, Kathleen Kennedy's assistant point. to this day. That's a good point. I freaking wish, man. I wish it was a dream <laughs> job. I mean, like Kathy, I'm like I'm right here. <laughs> anytime, anytime she would uh, like be in the hallway or something like that, you can ask her like, "Hey, what's happening in this episode of like the show yeah. or something like that?" And she tells you, and you're like, "All right, I'm just gonna type that out like right now as an exclusive." And uh, she why why does Palpa memes working for Kathy reminds me of a bad '80s movie where it's like the kid gets to sleep with a babysitter or something? Oh it's gosh. just like oh it's just, gosh, it's just oh that's the vibes I'm getting from this whole thing. 20. It's gonna be weekend. Or not the babysitter, weekend the teacher, the teachers, I should say. Yeah, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll have a weekend at Kathy's with uh, Palpa memes. He's gonna ex- accidentally knock her out I don't or something like that. Why join the show every week? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we, we got you're a, a, you're a masochist. You're, you're the new, you're the newest one technically. Yeah, so yeah, as the newest, guy. and I think you're definitely the youngest. Uh, we got to drag you through the mud. I'll be 21 uh, literally on Tuesday. So yeah. Yeah, I have oh, carte blanche because I could literally be all your dads. So I have carte blanche. Yeah, exactly. To, to, to just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> memes. Twenty one next 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 week uh, coming up this Tuesday. Make Big sure uh, everyone sends him a sends him a, a happy birthday and uh, merry sequels because uh, we're we're still waiting on his Ray Skywalker story to continue. Or is it Palpatine? Or Palpatine? Which one do you Hold call? Hold on. Her? Hold on. What do you mean? Palpa Ray. I Palpa always Ray. call Palpa Walker. <laughs> the, the Ray Palpa Walker. It flows. Palpa well. Walker? Palpa okay, Walker. <laughs> Palpa Walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, welcome to Chatooine, everyone. If you're new here on Chatooine, we talk about the news, topics, debates, and we simply chat about Star Wars. We're also on Spotify, even though I haven't uploaded us to a Spotify or podcast in a minute. Uh, we should have all the new episodes up this week. So if you're watching the show, please leave a like, comment in the stream so we can engage with you all. And super chat questions will be guaranteed an answer. And we only give the best answers, even if they are wrong. But uh, on to, for me, the big news of the week. So the thing that I was most looking forward to for some time, I was kind of disappointed because it seemed like Lucasfilm was never going to do this. And then we finally got it. And that is Star Wars Visions finally was revealed. I think at AnimeCon is what it was called last week. And... 
I for one really enjoyed it. We learned yeah, that it was. He enjoyed come it so much on. he ignored my chats. I just I was just completely ignored. <laughs> in the chat. I, 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 it's okay. I understand. I was busy. I had so many, I don't think I've had that many people in in a, in a live yeah. stream since me and you did the um, Obi Wan Kenobi series being mm -hmm. like canceled or like postponed. That that's definitely the most I've ever had. Yeah, that that even even when me and you were talking about that, it was like we were the first, despite it being like big news, and then uh, it just it just kept growing. But this, yeah. in my opinion, was was great news. I got to stream the entire thing and got a copyright strike the day after. So <laughs> shout out to anyone and everyone who got to see that. But we did learn that the show comes out on Disney Plus on December no September twenty second. We saw glimpses of all nine episodes of the series that will be ten to fifteen minutes long each, and each episode is going to be made by a different anime studio. So Longa Palp memes. What did you guys think about the Star Wars Visions reveal? Longa, I'll let you go first. Uh, it was great. I loved it. I was especially that right there, right there. The twins of the dark side. That's the that's my top. I mean, I'm I want to see all of them, but that's my top one right there. I mean, not only twins, but they're both on the dark side. That's awesome to me. That's just an awesome concept, especially done through you know eyes of anime. Uh, but I'm an anime fan too myself. I'm not a super fan. I'm not going to call myself a weeb or anything like that. But uh, I do watch a decent amount of anime and and uh, seeing. The stories, which is kind of done in this anthology uh, animatrix. If anyone's familiar with the animatrix, this is the vibes I'm getting from this. It's kind of like the animatrix kind of um, uh, anthology they did, uh, and it's going to be telling these stories that are just like all over the place, right? There's they're not tied to anything. They're not. They're just stories set in a Star Wars universe, and I, I think that is such a great idea. Come on, dude, you got a lightsaber shaped like a katana. How can you not like that? <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> The, the series it's, looks it's, great. No, th this guy looks scary. The Elder. That, that's yeah. that's the one that I'm looking forward to the most. What about you, Palpa Memes? W which episode is pick like sticking out to you the most? Honestly, there's nothing that really sticks out to me the most. What stuck out to me the most is I didn't expect it to be completely new stories. I know myself and a lot of other people were not necessarily worried, but they were all thinking, okay, this is going to be like Galaxy of Adventures where they're kind of retreading stories we know, same characters and stuff, but maybe do it a different way. Uh, but no, this is a whole new storyline with all new ideas. And what I like is it's weird because people were complaining about this and it was always baffle me that people are complaining about this none of this is canon and i think that's good for a show like this because that just allows creators to do whatever the hell they want that allows them to say hey let's make this this character does this this happens blah 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 it doesn't need to follow any format any of the actual lore in star wars they can do whatever they want and it reminds me of legends you know in the eu how they're just like we're gonna do this because I, I don't know i want to and, and and while i'm not like super super hyped about this i'm intrigued because again, it's it's every what is it, every episode by a different studio, and so that mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, I want to see all these different creators and stuff, and obviously the anime cultures. It's kind of a different vibe, different culture and stuff. That I personally, you know, we obviously have that samurai influence in Star Wars, but this is going to be like taking it to the next level. I feel like, and I'm excited to see these people who 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 never thought they would work on Star Wars work on Star Wars. You know, I'm curious to see how they see Star Wars, what it means to them, and how they envision it into their own product. And I'm I'm very happy that Lucasfilm is doing this. It's different. It's unique. It's going to be creative, and it's something I never expected. But now I'm like I'm pretty looking forward to it. I'm excited. It seems like a lot of people are. I would say anime fans are a lot more tolerant of this kind of thing right now because some Star Wars fans. I've seen this tweet and comment on pretty much everything related to this, and it's someone saying I don't really like anime, 
but I'm going to give this a shot. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to anime fans, um, at my new job, I, I knew like five guys who are really into anime, and they all said that this looks great and like they're really interested in uh, what, what's happening for these studios because apparently a lot of the studios are really good. So it seems like this is going to be a way to bridge the gap for a lot of anime fans who maybe have never thought about Star Wars in this kind of way or ever really cared about Star Wars. I know at least in like Japan and China, Star Wars is not a big deal. This could be Lucasfilm and Star Wars kind of mining that gap just a little bit. Do you guys think that we're going to get a little bit of a broader fan base because of this show right here? I mean, look at look at that hurt that girl, that furry looking chick. <laughs> rule that. I want to comment rule on 34. this. Yeah, go tell tell oh, me your thoughts on how Rule Thirty Four is going to handle this. Uh, no. First of all, I, I I don't know what the rule. Why immediately when there's a bunny is Rule Thirty Four? Well, I mean, I, I are we for? I mean, is there was there a Rule Thirty Four for Gamorrean guards? I don't They're know pigs. who that is. Probably. There, there, were, oh, there probably. probably is, dude. Go, go to Reddit. I, but you get what I'm saying, though. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of complaints about this. Like, oh, there we go. We got furries in Star Wars. You know how many anthropomorphic creatures there are in Star Wars? Like, since the original trilogy? <laughs> They've always been there. I mean, Chewbacca is literally a furry. That's what I mean. You know, I just, I, I don't understand what people are going crazy about it. It, it. it drives me nuts with that. But I really do, what you're, to your point, I do hope it brings more people in. Um, especially, you know, this younger audience that, that loves anime and stuff like that. You could have this whole new flock of people that love Star Wars for what they're seeing. Now, this is going to cause problems, right? All the people in my generation, even though I'm not one of them, are going to start hating all these young people that are coming in, just like they did with the sequels, uh, that want to see everything <laughs> done in an anime faction, that want to see anyone, you know, that, that want to see these kind of uh, weird stories or stuff that's not like Star Wars, you know, strict Star Wars that we know, um, and it's going to cause another rift, unfortunately. Oh, that's boy. what I, that's my prediction. But, uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Bring more fans into Star Wars. Bring more people into it. You know what? My generation, we're going to die, dude. I mean, come on, roll. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's coming. You know what I mean? And and it, it's got to be made for the people, you know, that they want to see what they want to see, you know, and still keep some of the heart of it there. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with new something new. I think it's a very good kind of new, and and I don't. I, I think you're more fatalistic about it than I am. I don't think people are going to resent the new anime fans if there are f new fans because of the series. I actually think this series will not get a lot of attention in the general Star Wars fan base. I I feel like the response to this has not been underwhelming, but just kind of late. I guess a lot of people just seem to be like, oh, like that looks cool, but. I don't feel like a lot of casual Star Wars fans are going to care much about this series, but uh, maybe a few of these episodes are going to stand out and there's going to be a lot of memes. I mean, the one about, uh, well, it looks like it's a Gorillaz video, uh, from the, the music group. They do like a lot of anime style music yeah. videos. And there's one that's called like Tatooine Rasbity. And that's fucking funny. <laughs> I'm really curious on how that's going to look and play out. Uh, I'm concerned because I don't really want these to be less than 15 minutes. And that's one of the reasons I don't think this is going to have a huge audience because when it comes to something like bad batch we all look forward to you know every friday watching a 30 minute episode but if it was 10 to 15 minutes long that's that's like a short you know that's like an intro to a movie sometimes so i think that may hurt this in the long run for a big audience but i wouldn't be surprised if we got maybe a season two down the line i don't think we will i think this is a one and done but i, I can see more star wars anime in the future uh, what, what about you palp memes what do you think's gonna, gonna happen after the show comes out I think I think it's going to be more or less than I think it's going to be around the same as the Bad Batch. It's interesting because the Bad Batch should be a bigger deal. No one talks about it. There's no discourse on Twitter. Good. No discourse. I know. And, and Bad Batch is a bit like 
I think the reason for the Bad Batch is just like the Bad Batch doesn't have anything. And I, I know we'll talk about this later in the show, but I'm just connecting the two. It's not very cr- – it's creative. I hate saying it's not creative, but there's not there's not pushing any boundaries. Whereas this, it's something brand new. It's something completely different. And so I think it will have more discourse on it because you have that different type of fan base that's going to come in. But again, I think it's going to be more like the Bad Batch where it's like it comes and goes and there's not a whole lot that people talk about. But there is going to – I think with this because of the way it is, it seems like I think there's going to be a very big core fan base for this type of show. And I think that's what we'll see kind of build up. Like you said, you're, we're going to get those fans from you know maybe Japan and China where, where Star Wars isn't so popular. Um I think that will build a core fan base for that, and I think they're just going to stick with this type of Star Wars and not really branch out to, to all the other stuff. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, I can see this being a one-and-done show. It'll be something creative, and 10, 15 years down the line, we'll be like, hey, remember when they did that cool anime-style show? Oh, yeah, that was cool, and that'll be it. Uh, not saying that's a bad thing by any means, because I don't think this show needs to be anything spectacularly just insane where it just... It, it changes everything about Star Wars because it's just a fun non-canon show that gives all these creators the opportunity to do whatever they want. And so, yeah, I expect this to be kind of like the Bad Batch where it's just people talk about it when it happens and then it's kind of kind of fades into to nostalgia in 10 years, you know? That's my thoughts on it. I heard something ahead, about yeah. that Tr- Trigger Studios is supposed to be doing more stuff hmm. on Disney+. Plus. So I, I, I don't even know if I don't think it'll be a one and done to be honest. Especially depending on the popularity. I mean, obviously, if it tanks and no one really cares about <laughs> it, imagine? they're not gonna they're not gonna do it again. But um, if it has you know any kind of significant watch watching going on with it, uh, I mean, dude, look at this concept art. Who's that? <laughs> one of the twins. This is the trigger. Yeah, studio, yeah so. it's it's from the twins one. She looks like a Sith Inquisitor. I thought that was a really cool like concept Her because even like... if it's not a Sith Inquisitor, it's, it's it looks yeah. like one and it looks Let's like a good. Uh, Adaption of them. I was gonna say, have you seen War of the Worlds by any chance? Uh, Tom Cruise. One or the old one. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Yeah. That helmet. For some reason, that helmet always reminds me of how the alien, the little aliens, looked in that movie. I don't know why. The little, uh, or the, maybe it was the, road, the actual tripods. It always reminds me of how they looked in that. I think. It's but her the face. Big back piece. It, her face is so classic. Oh, like, it's so anime. Yeah. Especially, yeah. I, I would say even mecha anime, which I guess, even though this isn't mecha, kind of leans towards it anyway, with it being, you know, a. Uh, space opera kind of deal uh but i think she looks spectacular the way they did her I mean, we got heels in star wars now guys i didn't notice that <laughs> oh yeah i didn't notice that yeah i'm all for it <laughs> oh but it's spectacular especially if she's a big bad dark side user i don't know if they're gonna call it call them sith or if there's gonna be dark side users yeah. um but Oh, this is definitely going to be dark side users. I mean, um, the guy for the the elder. Th- there's a new book coming out too called uh, Ronin, and basically the concept for the book is that uh, when the Jedi had like internal disagreements, there were a group called the Sith, and of course they used the dark side. And the story of Ronin, it's like an anime book from the sh- show uh, yeah. Visions. It, the idea is that he is a former Sith exploring the galaxy and trying to do like right and wrong stuff. I think that's really cool and that that is kind of um, leading into like the last thing i want to talk about this which is it being anime or not or not anime of canon or not a lot of people have been like talking about it if if it's canon and if that's bad if it's not canon if that's for some reason not good i i think what palpamine was saying earlier that the fact that this isn't canon pretty much gives no restrictions to the storytelling here and i like that because now we're not having to confine ourselves to a structure that lucasfilm really likes to set on its creators but these the people lore. having um, 
fuck the lore at this point. Like, but in this so contract that it. no one read, it says that this is not possible. Why did they do that? <laughs> you know, I you mean, it could be a lot of like, lore in a gigantic galaxy with planets that are all over the place. Some who don't even care about the empire the went, went out in the core fields. Unbelievable! You mean they can all have their own this? stories? That's amazing to me. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy about it. I don't. I don't want yeah. them to be restricted. This is cool. This mm -hmm. is cool. Uh, yeah. The fact that like there's so many Sith that are going to be in this. Uh, there's one story that is basically this girl. Her dad is a lightsaber creator. It, like he makes lightsabers, mm. but Jedi aren't really a big deal. Like, do you think Lugasum would have ever approved of any of these kind of ideas for a movie or something like that? Like, no. I think this only works for anime. So it's kind of fair for it to be as ridiculous as it possibly can be. I've... Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think just the name Visions is probably one of the coolest aspects. I think that's the perfect name for it. It's just a vision of Star Wars, right? It's not canon. It's not true to the lore. It's just a vision, right? It's just a, hey, what can you come up with? This is my vision from all these different people. So I, 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 it's small, but I really, really like the name of it. It, it makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. Or how about add to the lore? Expand, expand to the lore. Now, now, me, I know this gets this becomes a big catching point with people who are EU fans, and the debate will rage on. Is was that ever really canon or wasn't? My answer still at the end of the day is George let it be canon until George says it wasn't canon, and George selling it is saying it's not canon. <laughs> okay, I mean let's let's be fair. That that's that's what he did. Uh, he, yes, you guys got many years of it, and yes, for people as old as me, it filled that void of, of Star Wars death where there was nothing going on at all for Star Wars for so long, and we got the EU, which is great, and I really would like to see those stories, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with still trying to stay, you know, somewhat loyal to the existing lore. Don't delete it, especially, right. stuff, obviously, stuff from the movies, you know, the main, main um, uh, canon, uh, but there's nothing wrong with expanding and creating new lore. That's what the EU did. That's what the EU did. But people don't trust Disney to do it. That's the problem. Well, sorry, I didn't trust some of these authors to do it either. We, I mean, we had an Otter Queen. Han Solo fought an Otter Queen, guys. <laughs> let's, let's just get, keep that in rock. perspective. Okay. Mountain. <laughs> talking mountain. It's a mountain. Yeah. Right, right. Which is talking also a mountain. joke. That the, yeah. And the oh, yeah. geode, oh, yeah. which is going on now. It's a joke. It's, it's not, not even... It's, for, it's clearly for fun. It's like... Right. I, I like that stuff. It's like, this is not really important to everything so it's like it's just like hey why not because it's screw it i look at it like from the perspective of the fact that i'm doing my comic book which is based on lovecraftian mythos mm -hmm. and lovecraft wrote his stuff back in the 20s i know george didn't do it this way but but he did kind of say it with the eu lovecraft wrote his stuff way in the early 20th century and he literally left it open purposely for new authors and new creatives to expand on it lore and grow it and make a bigger universe out of it and, and have new stories be told in it now this isn't open to everyone it's only disney obviously but there's nothing wrong with, I think, expanding the lore. Taking what's already there and adding new stuff to it, that's what the EU did. Now, if you trust Disney to do it or not, that's up to each and every one of us, obviously, to, to say that. But what we've seen with The Mandalorian and other stuff, we, there's good signs. Yeah, I, I don't trust Disney with everything that they've done. But right. with something like this, at least Visions, it's like, okay, clearly they're letting the creators do their job, and that is be creative. And if they can expand that going into the future stuff, I, I'm happy with it. And... They even kind of did this with the um, Rogue Squadron. I, I guess we can segue into that one uh, as well because we have some news about that. But like Rogue Squadron, the director, Patty Jenkins, has also come out recently and said that she's kind of been free to do what she wants. And so maybe Lucasfilm has learned their lesson from confining these people to just doing whatever they want to do. Uh, Visions, it's not canon, so do whatever you want. 
this one, of course, is going to be canon. It's the next Star Wars movie. But they also seem to have a, uh, a, little, a little bit of free reign when it comes to the story. So the what news we have for Rogue Squadron came out recently, and that is that we don't really know what the story is still. We know the movie is being directed by Patty Jenkins, but we did learn who the writer for the movie is, and it's a man named Matthew Robinson who co-wrote Love and Monsters. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know any of his movies. Doesn't seem like um, an amazing pick. I'm not upset about it, but I really don't know enough to give a solid opinion. But here's what the director, Patty Jenkins, had to say about the movie in a recent interview. She said, it's going to be amazing. I had been on it already for six months before I even announced that, so we're pretty deep into it. We're finishing a script, crewing up, and it's going to be wonderful. I'm so excited about the story and excited that we're uh, the next chapter of Star Wars, which is such a responsibility and such an opportunity to start some new things. It's really exciting in that way. So what do you guys think of Matthew Robinson being the writer for this? Uh, he's co-writing it with Patty Jenkins. Longa, do you know who this guy is at all? Sorry, I was muted and I was trying to unmute it and I couldn't <laughs> find it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find my mouse my mouse cursor. Um, no, I really don't. Um I, this is weird. When I first heard about this, I was super excited. Um, and then I saw Wonder Woman 84, and I'm like, mm, maybe I'm not so excited. Um, I'm not saying I don't like Patty. I have no faith in her. I, I, I do. I, I'm still going to be open-minded about it and optimistic uh, about this as much as I can. But I'm starting to worry that this might be this outlier lost project that really doesn't fit in with anything. And that's my big worry with it, um, that it's going to feel just so out of place Unless they really draw me in, if, if I got a you know big lot of wedge Antilles stuff going on, if possible, I don't know if we will. Uh, maybe that'll draw me in more. But I, I, I'm worried that there's not going to be enough connective tissue to the grander Star Wars universe. Whereas Visions, I still feel, even though it's these anthology stories, I'm worried that this one may not have it because it's a live action. Are you saying that you want this to like connect at least to the like Skywalker saga as a like you, you want to feel significant? Do you want some stakes in this, or do you want this to like really be unique in its own thing? Well, here we're pigeonholing ourselves, right? Like and like the visions, even though it's not canon, it's stories from all over the place, right? They can do what they want. Okay, we're talking about Rogue Squadron, which is indelibly linked to the Skywalker saga. There's like, I mean, we can't you can't separate the two. You know what I mean? There's always going to be a, a tie that binds there when it comes to the Skywalker saga if you're doing something about Rogue Squadron. Um, so if you completely, like, sever those ties to, to tell a story and has there's no links or anything or callbacks, and I'm not talking about member berries, just, any, you know, connective tissue. If that's not there, it's going to start to feel weird for me. That's fair. What, what about you, Pelton Memes? Uh, what, yeah. what are you... Interested? Are you interested in this movie at all? Because I know you are a sequel fan, and right now a lot of us are kind of hoping this takes place after Episode Nine. Like, we want this to take place in the sequel trilogy, just because we want something new. It would be really boring if this takes place during the original trilogy. So, if it takes place after Episode Nine, I think that would make me a little happier, possibly Lunga uh, too, just because it's 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 a little new and it's it kind of is like nine point five, I guess, without yeah. our main heroes. How are you feeling about this movie right now? Because I'm I'm on the same boat with Lunga. I really don't care about this right now, and I, I'm kind of as as yeah as I learn more about this, my interest kind of fades. Like Matthew Robinson, I'm like okay, like he seems like a like a fun blockbuster kind of movie writer. At least the Love and Monsters movie he wrote, a lot of people had a very positive reaction to it. But other than that, seeing the movies that I've seen from Patty Jenkins, it just it does kind of feel like this movie 
will not have a big significance uh, to the entire saga and be something that we look back on in five years, kind of like we look at Rogue One, where it's like, oh, like that was fun, that was cool, but honestly, ask yourself, if you could take Rogue One away from the Skywalker saga, do you really think you, you would lose anything? And I think a lot of people would say, no, you wouldn't lose anything. I feel like that's the same route we're going with this movie. But what do you feel about the memes? Yeah, it's funny because I'm on pretty much the complete opposite boat there. End of you guys. This is my most anticipated project from all those that they uh, revealed. And I think the fact that it is the next movie, I'm like, okay, this has to be a – this is going to be a big deal, right? Rogue Squadron, the next Star Wars movie after oh, – what would that be? Five years after? Four years? Five years after uh, Episode Nine? Um, I think I think this is – also my most intrigued because like you said we don't really know much about the story we have little hints and clues that honestly all tie to this being after rise of skywalker whether it's a hundred years after rise of skywalker or one year after rise of skywalker i've always said it'd be really really cool to see poe dameron's be, be, be put into the footsteps of wedge and tilly's you know why would why would they uh um who, who plays wedge um i always forget his name Oh, yeah, I have no idea. I can't remember I'm sorry. his name either. Anyways, he, We're not real like Star they, Wars they, they brought him in. Yeah, they brought him in for Rise of Skywalker as a, what, two-second cameo? That's just like, mm -hmm. nice flying, Lando. And so it makes <laughs> me wonder, and I think I think Goldman brought this up too. Maybe it was someone else. It's like they had him on a big contract, and Wedge refused to be in Star Wars. They tried to get him on in, I think, The Force Awakens as well. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. So it's like it makes me question, why is he back? For Rise of Skywalker, and for me, I've always thought maybe it's because he's going to be a leader in this Rogue Squadron. Um, and I think it'd be kind of cool to have Poe Dameron kind of follow that footstep of uh, uh, of uh, Wedge. And I also think it'd be great to have that the, the First Order has the remnants. They're, st they're still out there. They're kind of dying off. And so it'd be cool to see that official, hey, New Republic's here again, and we destroyed you. We have this army now. Um, and so as for... Um, Patty Jenkins, I liked her first Wonder Woman movie. I thought it was, it's definitely one of my favorite DC movies because I liked the way it was shot. I liked, I liked the writing. I thought the writing was okay. Wonder Woman 84, I think we can all agree, it kind of fell backwards a lot. I saw what she was going for. She was going for something new and it didn't work for me. It was, it was overly cheesy. I mean, that, it's kind of, it's a forgettable movie. Um, that said, Patty is such a huge Star Wars fan and, and the, the video that has me excited the most is whenever she's actually walking around on the X-Wing and talking about her father as a pilot and how she's always wanted to do a Top Gun-like movie or something like that, uh, but she never thought it would be with Star Wars. And so I think with the other guy, I think this movie at the very least will have a heart and soul to it, right? And so whether it has a major connection to the Skywalker saga or not, I think at the very least it's going to be a very heartful and just spiritual film where it's like you feel that that creativeness come out and the love that these creators have for Star Wars. And so for that alone, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. And I'm praying to God that it's after Episode Nine. And again, all the all the tracks line up to it being after Nine. Even Adam uh, Garcia, I think his name is, uh, he told me he said he said as far as he knows, he's like I'm pretty sure it's set after Nine. I've heard that it's after Nine. I'm like good because all these stories were getting in it's still that ot era and so after nine i'm like where is the galaxy going to take place what's going to happen after and so I'm, I'm curious to see where where lucasfilm does that and they even announce this as the start of the new future era and so it makes me wonder are they going to start this era with this movie and they're going to branch off with shows and stuff maybe this will introduce kind of where we get that ray uh and finn show you know it's like they could do so many movies so much with this movie that I'm excited. I can't wait for it. And it comes out in what, 2023. So we're mm -hmm. on the horizon with it. And I can't, I just can't wait to learn when it takes place. That's, that's all I want to know. I'll, I'll I'll add, like I'm okay with it. 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, those are all. I mean, it's clues. We don't have any kind of any kind of kind of confirmation. Right, thing, exactly. Kind of what yeah, people yeah. are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it being after, after episode nine as long as they build. You got to build a foundation. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to build mm-hmm. a foundation. You can't just like say, "Hey, it's after episode nine. Just throw it out there." You know, and there's no context to anything. We we need some right. kind of foundation with it. Uh, I, honestly, I'm okay with it not being during the original trilogy or anything like that. But I'm okay with it being in that Mando area. Or or shortly oh, after after episode six, right? Or or, yeah. or even even shortly before the sequel trilogy. Okay, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or in the middle, because there's twenty years, right? Eighteen years, nineteen years, something like that. I can't see it being um, between. Yeah, there's a long time. Yeah, I can't see it being. Yeah. Are you saying middle by like seven, eight, nine, and between that movies? No, no, or, be, or be, between Jedi and Force. Okay, Reagan. six and seven. Yeah, I was like, I can't yeah. see it being between eight or nine and stuff. That's just no, 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 no. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, still, it being in the sequel trilogy is going to make, I think, a lot of sequel fans happy. And mm-hmm. just in general, people are going to, people are just going to want to see something new. And I, I really hope this movie can pull that off. Um, I'm, I'm more, uh, I wish I was as positive about it as uh, Palpatine's, but you may be right. I mean, honestly, when this comes out, it could be one of the best movies. One thing you can say about like Patty Jenkins is that at least when it comes to the first Wonder Woman, because I haven't seen the second one, uh, it did have that blockbuster feel. And at the time, it was the best DC movie. So I feel like she could she could deliver something better than at least Rogue One and Solo Star Wars Story, and I personally would be pretty happy with that. Um, but when it comes to the shows, we have a little bit of so, some good news, some uh, interesting news, I guess. It depends on how you feel about it. I know our boy Goldman is not the <laughs> biggest uh, Book of Boba fan, but we did get some news about that. And according to Tamara Morrison himself, we're going to have a lot of directors return, and that includes, of course, Robert Rodriguez, who we already knew about, but... Some of the other directors are Bryce Dallas Howard, Dave Filoni, and John Favreau. They're all going to be returning to uh, be directors of at least one episode of the series uh, for each of them. Uh, first question, I guess I'll give to you, Palpatine, because I'm curious on your thoughts on some of these directors. Which one do you look forward to the most? Do you, do you want Dave Filoni, Bryce Dallas Howard, John Favreau? If you had to pick only one episode to be directed by them, who, who would you pick? Ooh, um, I really like the Ahsoka episode on how it was shot. I thought it was gorgeous. The Ahsoka episode. But John Favreau, I've, he's been pretty consistent with those Mando episodes, the ones that he, he directed and had more of a push on. Um, so I gotta go with him. But overall, I'm still not excited for this show, honestly, whatsoever. I, I rewatched the last three episodes of Mando Season 2 last night uh, with my Discord friends. And, and I loved him, and I like Boba Fett, but this show, it just feels like it's like, and again, I could be wrong, but I'm like, why is this here? Well, and, and I hope, as long as they develop Boba Fett in a way, and they don't make this show as a way to say, hey, here's Boba Fett, here's a bunch of action, which after the interview, I think it was the same interview, it has me even more worried that this is going to be a cool, just badass man flick, you know? I'm like, that's always fun, but give me a good story, give me character development, give me emotion, give me a reason for me to come back to this show. And honestly, with all the things we know for, for it so far, I'm just like, I love Boba Fett, I love Tamara Morrison, but what are you going to give me? What am I going to take away after I see this? Am I going to want to go work out because I'm all pumped up? Or am I going to have a deep story that makes me kind of think and stuff about it? But I think John Favreau can do that really well. And so I, I look forward to seeing how he runs this. Yeah, what, what if I told you you can get both Palpa memes? What if I told you you can get a... That's why I like that. You, you know, that's why it. that's my favorite part of Star Wars is well, all three trilogies, they have that awesome action part, but they also have a core emotional state to them. And they actually have a lot of development and they have these arcs and they have these themes and these things that these creators want you to take away. Um, 
And so that's my biggest worry with, with Boba Fett is, it, is they're not going to do that. Of course, I hope I'm wrong, so only time will tell. I personally was a lot more worried about this when I thought it was only going to be directed by Robert Rodriguez. Not saying he's a bad director by any means, but when it came to Mandalorian Season 2, I thought his episode was, uh, in terms of directing... The, the one that looked the worst. I thought it looked like yeah, a fan yeah. film. I just, I was disappointed with a lot of it. So hearing that I'm going to get Bryce Dallas Howard, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, that actually makes me excited. I'm, I'm looking more, like I'm looking more uh, towards the series now than I was before knowing that they were going to direct because now John Favreau, I mean, for him, the gunslinger episode, I think it was chapter what 15 or it was the first episode of, um, Season two, maybe it was chapter nine. I can't remember how the chapters work now, but mm -hmm. uh, that episode was, I think, the best directed out of the entire series so far. So I I'm pretty excited for this news. Um, but Go Goldman, uh, not Goldman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish he was here. Goldman, if you're in the comments, let us know. He Olga. was. He actually. He actually was earlier. Yeah, he said. Uh, I saw him. I wish I. I sipping on comment. Claude again. <laughs> oh God. Well, Goldman, if you're in the comments, tell us which director you're looking forward to the most. But. Yeah. Since Longa's uh, actually here, who who do you have, Longa? They were they were all great. I I don't have as much negativity on Robert Rodriguez as, as you did. Uh, I, it's funny you say because we saw this. It looked like a fan film, and he literally plotted it out at home with his sons yeah. as a fan film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was kind of funny. You could literally see the motions that were done there. Uh, but uh, you, you didn't say. I didn't hear you say Deborah Chow. Now, I know she's on Obi Wan, but um, on Kenobi. What about Deborah Chow? I think Deborah Chow would be expected to do an episode of this. They were all good. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I got to say, just like Pelvin said, I think to me the best directed episode, which is, is weird, when you think about who did it, was the Ahsoka one. That episode from start to finish was flawless. Gorgeous. Wasn't a fan of the color palette. So right. I yeah, edited it and made it a nice kind of a light ghostly yeah. blue, which is really yeah. cool. But yeah, that's it, that's it, editing. Yeah, but oh, that's yeah. editing. Oh, and, yeah. and I know the director has input, obviously, in that. But that of is course. editing. But the, just but the direction and the sh the scene shots and and the, the 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 actors' direction and the actors' portrayal, everything was perfect uh, from beginning to end. And that was the boy Filoni, who yeah. who I'm really is the most inexperienced yeah. of the entire crew. Um, it, it does make me say, and I, I do like Filoni, but I gotta say, I think he had help. I think I, I think there was a, either a Fumiyawa or, or a Favreau. Ryan Johnson him. was there. Not Ryan Johnson. Oh, not not, not Favreau. Don't even go can I, can, that, I, can, I, can I chime in on... Um, not even the same feel. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I chime in on, on, on Star Wars only? You were you were talking about, like I said, I already watched the last three episodes of Vanda, and you're talking about Robert Rodriguez, how he shoots his action scenes. Man, I'm kind of I'm trying to study these these things, you know, because I'm wanting to go to film school and stuff. I really dislike how this was shot and cut that Boba Fett episode, even basically all the Mando episodes. I noticed the tread um, is it lit all the action sequences as a slow walk up. Our heroes shoot it immediately cuts to a stormtrooper falling down and that goes on throughout the entire episode and then we're talking we're like okay let's see because i think jj abrams does action scenes amazingly and so i was like okay now let's watch rise of skywalker and all the scenes are extremely long shots they take their time they have all these dollies all these shot puts all these things whereas mando i was it's kind of ugly <laughs> i'm not saying i could do any better i'm not saying that i'm just saying i, I really didn't like the way robert did his action where like literally the entire way through it's slow walking a shoot it immediately cuts after that shot is heard and then stormtrooper falls down goes back to our heroes shoot stormtrooper falls down you know what movies do that horror movies which is what yes his forte is. yes yeah. and i understand <laughs> that why. but it's so 
because there's so many instances where there were so many odd cuts. Like one of the ones was where the slave won, and you have Moff Gideon's ship, and he he follows them up. There's a it's such a weird shot and decision where instead of having a very long shot where Slave One goes up and drives away and then the the cruiser goes into hyperspace, you know which part I'm talking about. They do this weird edit where right before it goes into hyperspace, it goes into a completely different shot, just like a little bit upwards more. The camera's just up a little bit more and a little bit zoomed in, and then it goes into hyperspace. It's just odd to me, and so I, I really I really didn't like the way it looked and the way it was uh, shot. Yeah, so. I, th- I, I get yeah. that. I think that the, like the fight scene. Uh, that we're talking about when Boba takes out all those, uh, you know, troopers and stuff uh, in that episode. I think that would have been done better if it was shot like a hallway scene, Longer one shot, shot. one I mean, shot, I noticed the one cam even thing. J.J. Abrams, he, I like, like, say what you want about his writing, of course, <clears> but man, I rewatched him and kind of studied the way, I mean, I mean, that's actually one of my friends who's actually in film school and is, is getting a degree in it. He was like, he doesn't like the sequels, but he's like, holy cow, J.J. Abrams is one of the best directors I know, just directing wise, because he, he uses the characters as the way to move the camera around and he has all these long shots. So if you guys ever rewatch uh, Rise of Skywalker, especially, just 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 pay attention to those because it's everywhere. And that's I'm like, the shame, isn't it? I mean, well, not shame for you because you you oh, like yeah, the I like the story. But I but, but I mean, the, the the shame is honestly, and I think Star Wars only. I think you've agreed with me on this. The sequel trilogy were the most beautifully shot of all nine movies. Absolutely. Oh, the Last Jedi was the best of them all in terms of cinematography. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I hate that movie more than almost any other yeah. Star Wars movie. But that one definitely, <laughs> they, they they did get quality directors. It's just mm-hmm. the writers uh, for of me. Of course, it's also at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. But that's like when I'll play a little bit of, I guess, devil's advocate for Robert in the sense of uh, his episode <laughs> looking so poor and the editing choices. He did oh, say like when they gave him the script, it was like five minutes short of what they needed so they had to add a lot of stuff to that episode didn't drag it out which i guess did reflect poorly in the end but maybe they're giving him another shot whatever happened in that episode it seems like uh, dave filoni and john favreau are confident enough in robert to actually deliver a really good series because he's going to be directing most of these episodes so i'm hoping it goes well but um We'll, we'll see what happens with it. I'm, I think I'm more excited about it than both Palfamemes and Goldman, because I know Goldman does not care remotely oh, about no, this series. No. But I, he doesn't even care about Boba about Fett, it, period. Not, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's just the moment he heard the name Boba Fett, he's like, I'm out. I'm done. It's <laughs> 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 just like, we don't need more stories with Boba Fett. We're done. <laughs> Jeez. Well, whenever he's going to hear about the Boba Fett movie, he probably uh, he probably will roll in his grave. He won't be There's in a grave two, by yeah, then, but he will be rolling Fett, I think. Possibly, that's what they said. Yeah, that, that's what we've seasons. heard. No, I'm hoping so, yeah. just to see Why? if it's going to be Mandalorian se- season 3.5. That's how we're going to do it. It just <laughs> it's going to be in between every Mandalorian season and just be the halfway point to catch you up. But uh, when it does come to Mandalorian season three, we do have uh, kind of like a small update on it. I guess I I don't really know how to. Add, I'm not going to pretend like this is extremely credible news or anything, but we did hear that um, in like this marketing book for uh what is it called i I think it's for the book of boba foot uh boba fett novel yeah all right it says a marketing platform in the industry is touting a new boba fett graphic novel which says in the novel that the mandalorian is going to be back in spring 2022 which i don't know how that's possible because i'm pretty confident that was the original planned release anyways so i think this is probably a slip-up because they're planning to film season three in september and so if it releases in spring of 2022, that's an extremely quick turnaround. And that is only possible if they filmed a part of season three at the same time as they did the book of Boba Fett, which we do know Din Djarin is supposed to be in season 
well, in the first season of Book of Boba. So maybe they did that stuff. Do you guys think it's possible that we're going to get season three that early? Do you guys think that they filmed Book of Boba and Mando season three at the same time? Who wants to go? <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Um, it, it's it, listen. You know, I laugh with you as much as uh, as anyone else when it, when you have the certain segment of the fandom screaming about it. See. This was Boba. It was never Mando. There was no season three of Mando. That they they ended because there was problems, and that's why they were doing this instead. And you know, and all that stuff. But then I re- I read, but I read that interview with um with uh um oh my god her name uh Fennec Shand um oh Ming Wan uh, damn yeah yeah her her name hey, it's always a tongue twister for me. me. It's always a, t- a tongue twister for me, but yeah. But I, I don't know if you've read the the interview they had with her when they were talking about in depth about the Mandalorian and stuff. First of all, I don't her her little story in there, how she talks about how her and Filoni connected, how they went to the same high school and stuff. I think it's all a bunch of BS. I don't think it's real. I think it's garbage. Uh, they always got to try to p- play it up. Uh, but mm-hmm. when you look at her, she was talking in that interview about how when she was filming Book of Boba. She didn't even know it was another show. She thought it was the Mandalorian because they didn't even tell her nothing. And she and she said, I didn't even know. She was, I thought we were filming The Mandalorian. So I didn't even know um, that it was Book of Boba. Um, I know one of the excuses they said, too, is that the stagecraft was being used by Obi-Wan. That's why they couldn't do Mando Season 3. But it, it is starting to feel, not for the Pedro Pascal walking off stuff, but it's starting to feel like, to me, like, I. Th- it almost feels like they wanted, this was supposed to be Season 3. And then they realized that people were probably going to be like, wait a minute, we actually like Mando. What are you doing? Um, and then they changed it to this kind of, like, 3.5 deal. Um, huh. it, it, I, yeah, I, and I do not think they're being filmed at the same time at all. I think they all they're doing is script work on Mando Season 3. I don't even think they've even gotten close to anything about filming. I hope so. I, I like Levi's comment here. That he says that I, I bet they filmed parts of Mando during Boba because that sucker filmed for seven months, <laughs> which, which is kind of crazy. And I do remember certain scoopers talking about that, like Bespin Bolton and um, I think Jason or Jordan Mason, uh, both extremely credible scoopers. They both independently said that like they had heard the Book of Boba was going to wrap, I think, in like April, and then they were going to immediately transition into Mando season three. And then, like, a few months later when we heard about this stuff, we were like, oh, wait, Book of Boba's still filming. Like, no one had heard that. So they've been doing something secretive with all this. I personally would not be surprised if they filmed part of season three around the same time as Book of Boba. But I I think you're on to something, Lunga. I think they probably had stuff planned for Book of Boba that maybe changed into season three or may change the story because a lot changed for Jon Favreau in like a year's time frame. He lost yeah. Gina Carano as a character for Cara Dune for season three and Rangers of the New Republic. And now with like the pandemic and everything and how that affected Mando season three happening and Pedro Pascal. Domino effect. It affected, it affected like, everything. Exactly. This it seems like so much is happening. Like uh, it, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. They said, they said they were planning on shooting Mando season three, September of this year. So, it, yeah, and I think they also said something about early 2022. That's why it being released in spring just seems like such an unlikelihood, unless they have already filmed parts of it during Book of Boba. But Palpa memes, what, what do you think? Do you think this is going to happen, or do you think we're going to get it like late in 2022 or early 2023? Lucasfilm takes their time on these projects, which I appreciate. There's, I don't. This isn't Marvel. I, there's no way this this Mando season three comes out right after Book of Boba Fett, which is funny because I was always under the impression that it was supposed to be like side by side, like right as the Book of Boba Fett ends, boom, here's Mando's season three. 
I can't see that happening. Like you said, there's all these all these issues, production issues that that took place that you know, unfortunately, probably backtracked them a lot and they kind of put them in a step backwards. I do think it's pretty plausible to say that there's a lot being recorded for uh, that during the Book of Boba Fett because I'm pretty sure Pedro Pascal posted something saying that they're filming. Am I crazy for that? But I thought he no, posted yeah, a yeah. He I, he did post a picture like yeah. when it was Book of Boba, and that's why a lot of people because there would already there had been already um sources and articles written about how. He was going to be in Book of Boba. Din Djarin was going to be like in one of the yeah, last episodes yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. and that would mind which makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense if that's what he was there for. But I'm also kind of thinking now that like it has filmed for so long because of the delay, it really does feel like they all got together, filmed just a little bit of stuff that they could have done independently with Pedro, just really small stuff. And we're like, okay, like maybe we have like twenty percent of the next yeah. season done now. Try to kill a couple couple birds with a stone. Right. Yeah. Like, you got you got the crew together. Might as well. Get, yeah. Get what yeah. you need to. Yeah. I think if I if I like if I have to have a guess, I want to say at the earliest, Mando season three will come out late summer of twenty twenty two. At the earliest, I mean. I think it's more plausible that it will once again come out in that November timeline, November 2022. And I think that's the, I think that's a really good, t- I don't know. It's kind of a, not a nostalgic thing, but like once December comes around, it's Christmas time. I don't know. Star Wars seems to always have a special place in my heart. Anytime something comes around Christmas time, <laughs> whether it's the Mando yeah, seasons or the sequels, it, it just has that feel from the start of the force awakens. I'll always remember. I think we saw a day before, I think the 24th, um, in December and so I don't know I, I appreciate things coming out on Christmas it's just a timeline that feels right to me and I honestly think that's a good timeline because you have Book of Boba Fett when do you think the season will end I think probably I don't know do we know how many episodes is going to be in it is it going to be like eight probably again? eight yeah. uh, I mean yeah, I, would I, would imagine say, eight. I would say six six to eight yeah, yeah I can't near. see it being a yeah. major um so we're looking at ooh, probably early spring maybe maybe before spring if I'm correct on that um I think well, we're supposed to get a lot too next year because we're supposed to get Cassian Andor. We're supposed to get possibly. I we still don't know anything about Bad Batch season two, but we're supposed to get a second season of that sometime next year. Yeah. I see Lunga <laughs> rolling his eyes. Um, and then yeah, I'm uh, with you, Lunga. Have... Hey, we can agree on that, Lunga. Okay, sequel. <sighs> I think I think, I, I, I think we could all but... can get to that point. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk told, about we that. Can, we, yeah, we can use that as our our segue into Lunga's favorite part of the show, which is. The Bad Batch series. Uh, All right, gonna have to stop the cam now. There there we go. (laughs) (laughs) We had the most recent episode come out uh, yesterday. It was episode eleven, Devil's Deal, and last week we had another one, and I can't remember what that one was called, but it was the one with the senator um, from Raxus and the Separatists. So had a few episodes. We're past a Cad Bane arc, and we've had a little bit of reflecting on the Clone Wars. It seems personally, I have to say, I feel like this later half of the series is a lot better than the first half. It almost makes me look back at the first half and go, uh, what were we wasting our time on? So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm liking what's happening so far. But Lunga, as our resident uh, Bad Batch hater, <laughs> what, what, what have you felt for the past few um, No, you, you're actually... I'm I'm actually with you. Uh, it's it's starting to have now seem to have a semblance of consistency or store not consistent well there was consistency it was nothing but fuck that kid uh that was the consistency um but uh it's gotten out of that now and actually seems to be telling a story which is what i've been asking for are you gonna tell me a story or is this just full house every episode what 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 are we doing tell me a story please um, and this like, seems like we're getting a story now. Uh, this last episode, uh, it's actually fresh in my mind, guys, because I actually watched it literally right before we started the stream. I watched uh, episode 11. Uh, 10, it was great 
Until we had to have Omega... Again, saving them. Oh, look! I'm an expert gambler now. I can play, the, I can play the, the holo chess and, and, and suddenly make enough money you guys couldn't do risking your lives for, four, for you know, eight episodes. Uh, I can do it by, by winning gambling that is game, which was nonsense. They could have taken that whole thing out and it would have been a fine episode. This last episode, 11, perfect. I like seeing Harris and Dula Young. I liked, I like seeing the, the effects of uh, the events of the original trilogy on Rylor and seeing what's going on with the Twi'leks and seeing what happens there. I like that. I liked it. Until you had to have Omega and Hera suddenly like become buddies because they're both kids. Uh, and but it's showing, Look, it's one. my you bedroom. A- I don't care about your bedroom. You I don't care about your bedroom. Without the Bad Batch in it, Longa. Like, literally the entire episode had no Bad Batch until that. And that's why it's the best scene. episode. That's why it's the oh, best wow. episode. <laughs> Oh, God. So, you, I think I think I got to the, to the root of all of this. You really wanted the Bad Batch to be season eight of the Clone Wars, and just like no. we get a lot of different characters. Because that's that's how I felt after this episode. This episode was really good because it did feel like we were reflecting on the Clone Wars. It was kind of that bridge between Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and Rebels. I, I liked the fact that it departed from the Bad Batch so much. Um, we only got one scene with them. I mean, literally, they showed up, said, hey, yeah. this is stupid, and Omega showed off a room, and then they were gone. Not not much to go off of there. Right. I, I don't mind them playing this bridge. It, that works. But I wanted them to play the bridge as a clone experience. Adding this kid, who is now apparently the Boba uh, you know sister. Boba Fett's sister, because she she's the only one with the, oh, you know, the prime genetic material. Uh, from from Django, um, so that's why she's so important. So she's basically important because they said she's important. That's literally that's what they told me. Because why is the genetic material important? If oh I don't know, they don't make clones anymore. We don't, they they don't we get the stormtroopers. There's no more clones. It's it's a silly a silly caveat to add in there to make it important when it's really not. We don't know yet, Longa. We don't. There, there's got to you know be something I do know? special about this girl. You know what I do know? There ain't oh. no clones and rebels except Rex. Okay. <laughs> oh man. There was no he, clone he army. Know, he he don't know anything <laughs> about Omega anymore, though. I, there I, was I really no clone army. Where, where they're where they're at by that point? Like, did the Bad Batch die before that? Like, does Omega live a happy and forever life? Did she find like some boyfriend, Prince Charming, Dude. some some canon jars you know, to like swoop her off her feet. <sighs> This might make Palpamese happy, but you know where this is going, right? There's only oh, one logical line <laughs> of why go. she's important. There's only one. You, re- you really oh, think they're going to do Palpatine? That's the only thing. No, there's not, literally no, 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 no reason no for her. No, no, I don't think it's going to be. They're going to tie no. her cloning thing <laughs> with. Oh, Grogu just fell. Speaking of which, I was just going to mention him, and he fell down. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, yeah, they're going to tie in her. Why she's important to this guy, uh, why he was important, um, and then what ends up happening with Snoke and Palpatine, okay? They're going to try to tie all those things together into one I don't arc. know. I don't know with Omega. Then what Then what other reason is it? Listen, what reason is why is she important? Fan service? No, that's not why she's important. That's why people like okay, her. Okay, fair. You ask fair. me why she's important. What, yeah. is she, what importance does she have to the narrative? That's why I don't like this show. I have so many thoughts. About this. <laughs> I, I asked so the right person. Many thoughts about this. Um, so I watched it. Uh, what time for? I, I watched it last night, last evening, probably 10, 11 o'clock at night uh, with my buddies. And this show has kind of sealed 
that deal where I am so worried for the future of, of Star Wars and Lucasfilm because we're at a point now where every Friday we're asking ourselves who's going to show up in this show, not what's going to happen to these characters that this show is supposed to be about. That's and a very good I remember point. me and my, my boy, the C, uh, my really good friend, um, the second Hera and Chopper, I love them, by the way. I freaking love them. The second they popped up out of the little rock, we just laughed our asses off. We just started laughing. We were like, no freaking way are they doing this. And at the end of the episode, I was dying. He said, hey, the Bad Batch made a cameo in the Bad Batch. <laughs> this show <laughs> literally had the Bad Batch be the cameo of the show. It was just, it's convoluting. It's And, and what I want to say is this show is... You know, it's not it's not for me, and I've always said that it doesn't bother me, but I, that the story's not that interesting. I was like, shoot, whatever. It's, this show is clearly a bridge to get from this slow state of Star Wars to the big stud, the big boys, as I'm going to call them, which is Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Mando, Range of the New Republic, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so if we didn't have this show, we would have you skip literally Rebels. nothing. Ahsoka, Ahsoka Rebels, whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and so I'm just like, ah, man, I, I'll watch this episode. Ironically enough, funny enough, this is a better episode like like I, I agree with you longer this is one of the better episodes it was fun what the heck did it have to do with the bad batch i, I was like what's going on with the bad batch and then they literally make him a cameo in, in the show and it's it's so backwards for me uh there's been a cameo for every single project um since mando season two if i'm correct right every almost every single episode either has a reference that ends up leading to a cameo or a full-on cameo and while I thought Mando season two did it decently well, especially with Luke Skywalker, I loved Luke Skywalker and that, it still feels like, man, you could have replaced these cameos with any other Jedi, any other like Ahsoka, not Luke, but I'm talking about Ahsoka Jedi with any other any other Mandalorian and nothing would change, and that's my issue with it. You didn't have to have Hera, at least from what I'm aware of, you didn't have to have Hera and Chopper, you could have had these new characters and stuff. And it just has me worried. Maybe these char- maybe it all ties in at the end. I'm hopeful kind of, but I don't know. This show feels weird to me. I can answer this, that this question. Like I can funny. answer the part of that for you. Yeah. Um, if you noticed, I, I forgot the name. Who, who, what was the, the 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 clone trooper that was that wasn't working with them there on on Oh, 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 um, oh my gosh! About, but I don't know his name. Uh, the one that had like the, the green teal color. Right. If you yeah. noticed, he he's obviously affected by Order sixty six. Okay, but he had doubts. Like this is a kid. What do you mean? You know, he, he was like, yeah, not breaking orders, but like trying to convince him like hey is this this is not what we were meant to do he, he seemed like a rational clone like right they're think. starting to question it and and that's what it's showing is that's not just the bad batch yeah they got their stuff removed and it's not now but that even other clones are struggling with that because they're all made of the same stuff right and, and they're all gonna at some point they're gonna have some kind of moral qualms to what they're doing um and and that's a, remember i told you early on that this is supposed to show the transition of how it goes from clones to stormtroopers right. and 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 mm-hmm. that's what they're doing they're going to start having more and more of these clones start to question stuff and eventually they're going to say we got to get rid of them because they're, they're you know order 66 worked but at the same time they have too much free will still they're still questioning things so that's the thing I see. Um, Milan says something about how it's their species. They're not a species, dude. They're clones. Um, I'm sorry. They're not. Uh, I, I would, <laughs> that sounds cruel, but they're not a species. They're, they're, they're clones. Um, but yeah, th- so that's what they're trying to do there. And I can appreciate it. Maybe it may not have been done in the best way, but that's what it looks like they were doing. Uh, Unta says she's there for the kids. You can have her be there for the kids, but you're making her an important plot point that leads nowhere. That's the problem. Kids don't need plot points. 
right? They just want to see the kids on the screen. Right, right. <laughs> if you're given a plot point, it's because you're trying to tell a story, and she's still pointless if you're making her yeah, such an important plot point. I kind of agree. I mean, I've had a weird relationship with the series of like, I like a lot of what they've been doing for the most part, but I do, I do have concerns in general where I've looked back. And I'm like, yeah, could you say the series sucks? Yeah, he could. And I, I probably wouldn't be able to argue with you why it isn't. Um, I can argue why I've liked it for the most part, but I can see a lot of the faults in it. And I think the means you made a great point of them having cameos consistently could set a bad precedent for the future of star Wars. And has. this, th this is what makes me always kind of concerned with people's love for Dave Filoni is I've said it a couple times on the show now where it's like, it seems like people support Dave Filoni in concept, but never in execution. And this show to me and star Wars rebels, all of that is just kind of proof in the pudding because I had a problem with star Wars rebels when that was coming out. When Rex showed up, Ahsoka showed up, all these characters like Hondo showed up. I think I said at the time, and maybe it was because I was just a little younger and I think I was a teenager when that was coming out, but I remember saying, like, this show is only good because of the Clone Wars cameos and because they're relying so much on established characters from the Clone Wars to make it good. Maybe the Bad Batch is kind of doing a similar thing. Uh, we all worried about, on Chatooine at least, for season two of The Mandalorian, them following that same footsteps because of all the cameos that happened. But that show seemed to actually make it work because of the narrative. It actually all tied in in a very good way. What do you guys think makes this different? Why does Bad Batch cameos not work when Mandalorian cameos do? I think it just goes back to my point where if you replace, for the most part, these cameos with literally anyone else, nothing would change. The only thing that makes it special is the fact that, like you said, they're already established. And that's my problem. I, I'd even kind of argue with Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. Um, like I said, Luke Skywalker... Absolutely, one million percent, yes. I love the way they set that up with the seeing stone. I love that whole whole kind of process with it. And it's cool going back and watching those episodes. And during that Boba Fett episode, when, when you know, he's on the seeing stone, the rays are shooting up. Um, it's cool just knowing that he's connecting with Luke Skywalker right now. And obviously Luke's looking for students. He's in search for these, so that makes sense. But again, with, with Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, I just feel like you could have had anyone else and they would have sent him over to that seeing stone. You know, that there was that whole theory that Sasha Banks' character is a Jedi. I would have freaking loved that. If she's some kind of not dark side Jedi, but kind of not gray maybe, but just kind of like after Order 66, she's kind of like just kind of in the in the ruins and stuff there's a lot of theories that she's a mandalorian jedi. jedi that's bad enough like that, that's really badass there was only one of those oh no 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 there was only one of those don't make her <laughs> until until you know, Din becomes a jedi WWE. yeah we, we have uh, gonna what, what matthew a kelly was saying uh, apparently sasha banks is trying to get canceled um she's she's oh, anti-vaxxer yeah. <laughs> well, or something like that i, I, I have no she idea she was dumb was... for that comment just like listen the, i forgot her name but the, the, the actress who plays shiri from marvel she made the same kind of comments and they, and and feige pretty much told her shut the fuck up okay <laughs> she Wait, deleted what, what all did they her say, though she was talk she was talking about how they were trying to force you and the the, the stuff that got worse both of them were like not just saying uh you can't force us to get a vaccine, which I can understand the argument when people say that. Because if the United States, you can't force someone to do that. That's understandable. But when they started getting into the conspiracy theories of, like, you know, nanobots being in these injections. Oh, and uh, no. That, no. Right. It's not, <laughs> it's not physically possible. Well, it is, in theory. But we don't have that technology, guys. It's not here yet. You not even close. I mean, it could. It's theoretically, it's theoretically possible okay, if you miniaturize... Fair technology enough it can be injected okay, fair, it, it's fair. theoretically again but theoretically means we ain't anywhere near there <laughs> it's, 
it's so far down the are line if though? it's even possible. Are we though? Are we though? Apparently it is. I don't know. Ask QAnon. Uh, but but um, Facebook, the mom group on Facebook said we were there. Yeah. So, I but mean, th th that's why it started going off the rails a bit. You know what I mean? Like if <laughs> I, I would be more supportive <laughs> if they were just. You know, because like even the Gina Carano, even though I think she was dumb for making her comments because she sabotaged her own career. That's my opinion. She sabotaged her career. You could just easily just, you know. She got you warned know. so many times by Lucasfilm. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm she, not saying she, she can't speak. But everybody in any kind of situation, I know they want to change the paradigm, but you're not going to change the paradigm of Hollywood. It's, it's, I, I know you're trying to force it. But here's the thing. Companies are always going to look at the PR. And if it starts looking bad, they're going to get rid of someone. That, that's, just, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. You talk to your friends around the dinner table. Okay, donate to your to your pack groups, whatever. Do 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 the stuff as an American you feel you need to do for your country. You do not need to be on social media talking about it all the time, sabotaging your career. You have to make a choice. Do you want to be an activist or do you want a career? It's one of the two, and that's what ha and it happens to some people on the left too. It's not just people on the right. I'm, I know people want to make this up like, oh, it never happens to them. It does, it does. Okay, if they get too crazy with stuff, it happens <laughs> to them too. Uh, so she could have just kept quiet about it. But the stuff with Sasha Banks, it's hard for me to defend Sasha Banks or uh, the, the woman who played Sherry because it's like you're getting into some crazy conspiracy theory stuff. That's People are going to look at you and go, huh, wait a minute, wait, slow down, hold on. <laughs> Let's just think about this. Hole. I mean, I know right. people in real life who, who believe that stuff. I mean, it's a very widespread yeah. thing. It's like, it, it's concerning because all the information comes from random groups on Facebook. With right. It's insane. I had to delete my Facebook because I just started seeing people share these. That's things. where a lot of this stuff oh, is. Who can you I'm trust like, but your friends on Facebook? Those people the who send you oh, the you mean the ones like, video games. You mean the ones that 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 reshare articles that are obviously not real articles? Babylon B nonsense. Babylon B. Gosh, my grandma unironically, and I had to tell her I said they're fake, and and you know what she told me? I love you, grandma, but she literally said, "Yes, they may be fake, but they're based on real things that actually no, happened." No, no, they're not. Oh my god! I had to, I, I was like, that was the tipping point. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> oh man, it's good. I stuff. mean, you, you good, see, because I, I mean, in. they're getting. I mean, I figure it out, but older people can't. Like. Yeah, they're, they're getting they they're getting quick with like these like Reuters or CNN or Fox, and then instead of saying .com, it's dot like co, which is Columbia or something. Mm -hmm. and, and so it looks like, especially they love using dot co because it almost looks like dot com. It's just missing the m, mm -hmm. um, and it looks like it's like a legit news organization, right? Yeah. And it's like Anyone no, it's it. not. <laughs> There's so many yeah. easy yeah. website creators online that I could do yeah. it. Like it's so simple, it's so easy. Well, even with like the Disney Insider, they'll they'll get a lot of like stuff wrong, like matter factually, and you're just like, oh, this is fake news. But thousands of people believe it, and you've yeah. seen now we see that, of course, on Facebook, we see it on Twitter, and we definitely see it uh, in the Star Wars community with uh, we got this just being like Boba Fett's going to be transgender in like Book of Boba, and people are like, oh wow, Boba Fett ship name. Oh my god! Oh, the ship name. Yeah. That, I, I yeah. don't even La want to that. Thing, that really... Last thing before we close it up. What, what do you got? Yeah. What did you guys think about the Boba I... Fett slave one name? I guess I'll jump in. Because I... I, I, I know me and Pal memes are likely in agreement on this. Lunga, I don't think I heard your take on this. Do, I... do you think people had a right to be upset? Because uh, I thought this was. Ridiculous. Do Do you want my unadulterated take before I hear yours, or do you want me to hear yours and then give? Oh one? yeah, by all means, by all means, hit, hit me with okay. your best shot. Um. In principle, changing a name is dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. It does not point to any group, any people, nothing at all. It is the dumbest name change for the dumbest reasons, okay? And I know they're they're trying... And Disney... And it's the worst that it comes from Disney. And 
I think Pebble Moons might even agree with me on this. Disney is not the best company known for its racial sensitivity. They are not good at this. They're bad at it. Okay. Yeah. Everyone thinks, oh, they're this liberal agenda. No, they're bad at it. They're very yeah. bad at it. Okay. They are, other companies have been way more, more, more progressive or more proactive with stuff. Um, Disney is reactive and they tried to be proactive and it failed. It was horrible. It was a stupid name change. Do I understand why they're doing it? Sure. But it's dumb. So so it turns out this had nothing at all to do with Disney. This was a person at Lego who's the one who said that. Yeah. But he said, he said, he said, said, we that Disney, Disney. he said, said we're changing it everywhere. He he said, he said, Disney, it's just something Disney doesn't want. Personally, right. th- this is where I like to read between the lines normally because I think of, all right, does this guy have the authority to speak for all Disney? No, but does he have the authority to speak for his company, Lego? Yes. Yeah. And so I-, I really think in the end of the day, it is just a simple marketing tactic where they're like, I, I made the point in my video about it. When it comes to the Havoc Marauder and the Bad Batch, they don't call yeah. it the Havoc Marauder on a lot of Lego it's products. The they just call it the Bad Batch shut. Right. It's just because right. it's really easy to market that to parents and kids because look at Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox One X. My mom texted me and was like, what's the new Xbox X? And I was like, oh, okay, mom. Like, it's it's confusing. So yeah. that was been my, that's been my point with the Slave One thing where should they change it in the actual show and series? No, I will be upset if that actually happens. Yeah, me too. Boca Boba comes out and he goes, get into the Freedom One. And like, <laughs> well, no, it's Boba Fett Starship. That's what the name is. Yeah, on the, yeah, on the Lego box. <laughs> unless they come out and canonically change it to that, I right. don't really care. If they're just changing yeah. it on a Lego box, it's like... I. Unless I would not have known about it, unless you guys would have pointed it out. If and if that's what it takes, they never me to called get upset, it. They, you know, they never deal. even called it Slave One in the original trilogy. It's not, yeah. it's <laughs> not said at all in right. the live action. It's said twice in the shows and the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. It's if even I don't even know. I don't know if they actually called it right. that. That comes up from from books and toys because yeah. the original toys, the Hasbro toys in the eighties, was called Slave shit. One. That's oh, oh. and remember, no, it was called Slave okay, One. Yeah. Yeah, it was called Slave One when uh, or Kenner. Sorry, not Hasbro. Kenner. Kenner um, yeah. uh, it, it was called Slave One. Um, and and remember that was a big deal with Lucas with Kenner. He 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 cultivated his, his whole plan was this toys. These toys were going to make him mm-hmm. a buttload of money. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the name the name was was part of the creative group. You know they 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 came up with that name. So it is a Lucas thing. So let's not yeah. pretend it's not. It's it is and it's going right. to stay canon. But, uh, yeah, it, it, that's your point. Like I said, I was with you. When when I first heard the story, Star Wars Only, I'm like, oh, they're just changing it for the kids. They do this with all the stuff. That's what they always do. But then I read that guy's comment, and he didn't say just we Lego. He said, Disney wants this to go away. They don't want to use this anymore. That's what he said. That was like, quote. <laughs> and that's I what always, made me go, I always thought it was wait just a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, like... I think Star Wars Only said this. I think you posted about this. You go on the Star Wars website. It's flat out right there. Slave One. But where's the outrage when, with Kenner? We talked about Kenner. The Star Destroyer, Vader's Executor, is called Darth Vader's Star Destroyer on that box. And this is back in 1983 or whatever. Um, for me, I it simply comes down to... I, I It's like that Han Solo interview is like, um, I, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. And But I, I agree with you guys. If they do canonically change this, I'm like, that's kind of dumb. But, and then it goes back to that point, you go to your 80-year-old grandpa, and he's like, what do you want for Christmas? And you're like, I want the, the Slave One Lego set. And he's like, 
the hell are these kids watching now? <laughs> you know, you go up to grandpa and you're like, I want Boba Fett's Lego ship. He's like, oh, oh, oh the Boba yeah. Fett, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it works for that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that works. But again, if it's, it's that idea, if they do change it canonically, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. Here, uh, I'll read you the exact quote because uh, yeah, I don't think you've seen it. So when they were asking him, this guy uh, from, from Lego, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Lee Stockwell? No, that was supposed to be someone else's name. But anyway, this is his quote. Uh, we're not calling it Slave One anymore. Um, said, yeah, Michael Lee Stockwell. Uh, everybody, everybody is dropping the name, he added, apparently referring to Disney. And this is the part that gets on. It's probably not something which has been announced publicly, but it's just something that Disney doesn't want to use anymore. Yeah, that, that makes <laughs> sense. I still think that mostly applies to marketing. Because uh, truth be told, I still think even in Book of Boba, they're never going to mention his name, Slave One, as a ship. Why would they? Why not would because they? let's get in a Slave One. The, get on my ship. Yeah. My, get well, on my you ship. Kids, your yeah. friends in your car, you go, let's get in a Chevrolet Impala. <laughs> like what? What are you? What are yeah. you saying? Like it's not, the only it's, one that did that was 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 Han. He the Falcon. The Falcon. The yeah. Falcon. The Falcon. Han yeah. was the only one that really did that. That was it. Falcon's like his but, like baby. But though. we're not upset yeah. that they're calling that it the Millennium Falcon instead of the what? What's it called? The YT freighter or something like yeah. that? The like, Carilli, yeah, the Carillion freighter. Carillion, Carillion. Yeah. 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 Well, I personally well, just well, don't care. Okay. Even let's say they do completely change the name to what do you call it? Freedom One. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh come on. But what does it change for the story? What does it change for the actual show itself or whatever? Absolutely nothing. So at the well, end of the day, you know it's not I a big care. deal. I don't care. I, I am against that, but I don't care. I'm not gonna cry about. I'm gonna get a thousand videos on it with the red, the red flare eyes. <sighs> yeah, Bombad Bombad Bounty actually has I, a I very. I, I talk about this too. Very interesting comment because, um, guys, Anakin was a slave. His mom was a slave. Um, every tree like you've seen is a slave. Jabba pulled one into a goddamn pit with a chain around her neck. Um, I mean, there's slaves <laughs> all over. Mm -hmm. The entire point of Master and Apprentice, which I finally finished reading was about the slave trade <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's well, even Ray, the, the, the new female hero, the big famous right. hero. She was a sl she was a slave. Well, she, she was, was a indentured kind of servant. Uh, she was yeah, sold to, to Unkar, More of an indentured servant. She was sold. So she had freedom. She had freedom. She, she just freedoms, but she uh, she was Anakin free to kick some, their ass. Yeah, yeah, true. She had to fight off those thugs. Yeah, she was still a she's still kind of a slave in a way. Uh, I mean, she was so all, all my bases is she was sold to him as a worker. Yeah. So as was Anakin. Well, I don't, I don't think any of us are going to be slaves, thankfully. And we won't have to worry about being on the slave one. Uh, I think proof in pudding is that this wasn't a big deal is the fact that it's been like a week since the slave mm -hmm. one controversy. And, died and no one's talking about it anymore. Like that, to, to me, that no, that, that makes me know like the fandom's never really upset. They just want to bitch about something, and a lot of these channels want to get the uh, hate. You know why died? Because Disney didn't say a word about it. <laughs> yeah. make one comment, one thing, nothing. Like well, this is not a story. Say, like, can you imagine if you asked like Bob Chapek, like, "Hey, why'd you guys take the name Slave One off of the yeah. um, Boba Fett ship thing?" He'd be like, "Wait, it was called Slave One." He'd be like, "Who did? Wait, what? Who? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about like, this nerd shit. What are you talking? He's trying to make money for the business. He'd probably be like, are you, are you really going to ask me why I didn't market that to five-year-old kids? Like, really, you're going to ask me why I didn't market Slave One? Okay, uh, it's, I can, it's just not that. I can see them asking Harrison Ford. It's like they asked him about oh, the Force, and he'd be like, be like what? what? A force ghost. <laughs> He'd be like, the I don't give a fuck what the, about your what, slaves. What the, what the fuck is a slave one? one? I don't know what that is. <laughs> he's like, he's going to be like, the slaves won what? What did they win? <laughs> oh my gosh, I can see it. I can see it. Poor fucking Harrison I can Ford. see Morrison. Uh, 
You know, the owner of that. Oh, oh I Larson. remember that that guy played the holiday special for like what twenty seconds. He was like crying. Uh, for it, saying, you will yeah, not I, change my name. Of I my feel shit. bad because I know people who it's actually like cringe. know that guy and like, like, cringe. friends with him. Lie, yeah, man. I, I thought I thought that was pathetic. The fact that he, um, Jeremy Bullock. The fact that he was like, I think Jeremy Bullock would be really upset if you were alive today. I'm like, dude, go fuck. Yourself. Oh no, that that was that, disgusting. That's a, I, it yeah, that's when people were saying Carrie shit. Fisher would have hated what they did to her in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's disgusting. Go, go when you use yourself. a dead person and start throwing words in their own mouth that never came out as a way to push your own narrative. I, I yeah, it's gross. It's disgusting. I, I, yeah. It's meaning I hate it so much. It's it's extremely disingenuous, and yeah. in a lot of like in the case of that guy who played Boba Fett in the sequel or the um, special editions, it, it's kind of. <laughs> It's it. That's the funny thing too. Is like he talks about like being upset with the renaming of Slave One. It's like, bro, you literally like are in one of the worst parts of Star Wars history of the rewriting of like history for Star Wars. So like you you have no ground to stand on, and and standing on like Jeremy Bullock's grave just to take a dig at Disney, a company he not only works for too. That's another funny thing. He's like on set for uh, Corellia. That what is that? Is that her name or Krula? Whatever the fuck the the lady um from Lady and the Tramp with Emma Stone playing her. That new oh, movie. I, yeah, I don't remember. Corella? He, he, I, haven't, Corella, I haven't even yeah. seen it yet. He, he's talking so much shit about Disney, but he he worked on that movie. It's like, dude, yeah, like, dude, shut the fuck up. So I thought that was stupid. I thought the whole controversy was stupid. I didn't really care until upsetting. he brought up the death of, of the original. Yeah, that, like, that, that's where I was like, dude, you drew, you drew that, the that line. Is, that is gross. That, that's, that's insane. Yeah, it's awful, but yeah. uh, we can definitely end things on a good positive note. Before we go, make sure everyone check out uh, Lunga's second issue of his comic series, Isadora and Anymore Change. It's on Kickstarter, and we already uh, we already reached our goal, right? I think we reached it a couple. Yeah, yeah. The ago. goal we hit, we blew it out. It's at fifty three hundred right now. The goal was thirty five, so it's it's gone wow. way past uh, the goal. But there's six days left, and tonight, um, you know, I can if you want to shoot you the link for another show. It's not even my channel; it's someone else's channel. But this, I think, this is is it would get tickle some people. I'm going on a show tonight called Backer Shots, uh, run by this uh, uh, woman named Lola, the indie princess. Uh, and basically, it's a panel, and there's, and there's a bunch of women on there, and it's going to be me and another comic creator. And everyone who backs any of the campaigns during the show, every time they see that, that backer count go up, they're going to drink. So it's basically a bunch of women getting drunk for people to back the comic books. Uh, I think that's a win for everybody. Uh, that's, that's just, you know, it's a win-win. So uh, if you guys want to come catch me there tonight at... Uh, 9 Eastern Time, 8 Central. Uh, I'll be on over there at Backer Shots. And I'd like to see them get up, too. They only got, like, 38 subscribers. Well, we can ho hopefully help them out. I put the link to the channel in the chat, and it's also in the description if any of you guys want to check that out. And make sure to click on the Kickstarter to support Lunga and East Door and the Immortal Chains. I also got our boy Papa Memes and, of course, Goldman in the description as well. So thank you all for tuning in. Can't wait to see you all on Chatooine. Until then, make sure you leave a like, give us a comment once the show ends, and subscribe to all of our channels. We'll see you all next time, and may the Force be with you always.